The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 206. Wednesday, November 14th, 2012. This is The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 206. I am Rob. You are Greg. Yes. And in celebration of our seven-year anniversary, we are recording old-style via Skype. Well, um, yes, we, uh, I, I, I can't use my gas to get to your house. It's too precious. <laughs> well, for now. Yeah. Um, and to, to honor the recording of the... The Punch Stevenson Show seven year anniversary special episode one, part one, episode 206. It is the first snowstorm of the year. Jeez. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Just in case anyone's out there is, is, is uh, listening, uh, we're, uh, Esteban actually was very worried about us. Uh, we did survive the hurricane. Yes. But he yeah, was well, worried? Esteban. He lives in Florida. Don't they get tornadoes like every month down there? They get a lot of hurricanes down there, but I guess he th- he didn't think we would be prepared or something. I don't know. Yeah. Now we don't we don't see. you know in 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 the the Belleville uh, Clifton New Jersey area we don't really get hit that hard with stuff. Well, we did this time. No, but I mean you know there's not like like you see down South Jersey there's. A lot of flooding and well, yeah, houses right getting washed up into the ocean. Yes. We don't get that. We get, like, maybe our power goes out for a few days. That's about it. Yeah, I saw that the um, the uh, Yestercade's arcade in Red Bank was uh, untouched. Good. However, the Silver Ball Pinball Museum in Asbury Park didn't look so lucky. No? No. Well, hopefully, hopefully the Silver Ball Museum gets uh, gets back up and running soon. And then the uh, the Flashbacks Arcade in Seaside, I think, uh, floated out to sea. <laughs> well, whatever was left of it. True. All right, so seven years. Our very first episode, PaunchStevenson.com. Anyone who's listening at any time can go to our website, PaunchStevenson.com. And listen to any of our episodes. They are all available for free on the website 24 hours a day. Our very first episode, episode one, debuted October 31st, 2005. Right. And now we are still here seven years later. We have outlived and outlasted and outwitted and outplayed. Yes. Just about every other podcast in existence. Except for the Overnight Skate. Except for the, yeah, well, that's... Whatever he calls it now. That's the, uh... That's, uh... I don't know, what's the word? That's like the the immortal... What was that? That's the immortal podcast, I guess. I don't know. He's still going. Frank Nora is still going. Yes. Yeah, I, I, it's it's amazing. There's so many that podcasts that I've tried to listen to over the years, and they last like a year, and then they just stop. And coincidentally, Frank Nora and the Overnight Scape and the Overnight Scape Underground, Fra- Frank Nora, he's in New Jersey. There's something yes. about Northern, he, he's he's the next town over from us, so there's something about this area, I guess, that, that uh, I don't know, it's good for podcasting. Well, didn't we get the idea off of him? Yeah, but but so. I mean, we could have stopped after six months and gotten bored. Well, that's true. Welcome to the Pony Stevenson Show. All right, so. Seven years for for our seven year part Itch. part one uh, anniversary celebration. 
what do we have in store for our listeners? Well, we got to start right off the bat with this Star Wars news. Oh, yes. It is unavoidable. I sold the company. I sold it. Who'd you sell it to? Uh, Walt Disney. Oh, they sold it to me, Pluto. Oh. Now, well, you. Now here's the thing. People are. To, the, I'm gonna be Han Solo. <laughs> yo, yo. A couple of things. Number one. That's <laughs> a lot better than me. So no, that Do was that good. again. <laughs> Can you talk like him? Uh, no, nah, nah, you did it. You, 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 your imitation was good. No, yours was better. So, all right. So here's the thing. From what I've seen, uh, the online reaction has been very positive. Like, finally, this series is out of this nitwit's hands. <laughs> you know, Disney can do something good with it. Disney can release the original unaltered trilogy, you know, in well, I don't HD. Know if that's gonna happen. And and which is great. All of those things are great. It, it has it has injected new life into Star Wars, and it has given fans new hope. <laughs> no pun intended. And and the fans will strike back <laughs> and return of the Jedi. Ugh, no. God. So so anyway, my point is. I can't believe you remembered all the titles. <laughs> the fans will not clone themselves and attack. Nah. No. So, so seriously, from what I've seen, the online reaction has been very positive. Fans are saying, finally, Disney can release the original, original trilogy, unaltered, unedited. Yeah, I, I, don't, I still don't think that's going to happen. But, well, here's what I'm saying. That would be fantastic. Except, once again, to, to remind everyone, George Lucas claims he destroyed those versions. <laughs> so I don't know how this is going to be possible. Well, I, as I've said, I, I don't. I, I think that was kind of debunked, in a sense. I mean, he said it, but um, he didn't. Well, the thing he didn't destroy them, according to him, he had to modify them, and it was it was nonsense. He was full of it. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no rash. It's not a rational explanation. They could still do it. I just don't think they will, because I don't think he'll let them. But we'll see. Yeah, but he has nothing to do with it anymore. I don't. Well, they could do whatever they want. No, I, I don't know what all the fine print says. Like, I, I don't know if he has some kind of veto power or, or what. I, well, listen. If Disney wants to make money, well, and if they're allowed. They will release an HD version of the original, original theatrical trilogy. We'll see. Trust me. If they want to make money and it's and it's legal for them to do so, they will do it. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, I, I would say it's been the reaction has been across of positive positivity and apathy. <laughs> Well, what's your reaction? You're a longtime Star Wars fan. I, I think I think it's a little of both. I think I'm apathetic in a sense that, in the end, if nothing ever new of Star Wars, like film-wise, had ever come out, I really wouldn't have cared. You know, like, I'm not hinging on it like, oh my god... They must make more Star Wars. Ah. Well, that's the other thing is is uh, as part of this deal, Disney announced that we're almost into 2013 now. It's yeah. the end of 2012, but basically in like you know the next two or three years, 2015, they claim they're releasing a Star Wars Part Seven. Yeah. Well, what happened to the 3D releases of the other movies? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, wait. What did happen? I, I well, he he. They said it was taking him a year to do each film. I mean, come on. It was only the Phantom Menace so far. They're gonna have to hurry up and do the rest. Um, yes, they said Episode Seven. Um, we'll get to that in a second. What might be in that? But, um, you know, my initial reaction because this this news was released. 
this is the other thing that was really weird. They released the news literally the day after the hurricane. Yes, that's right. That's right. So it was this strange thing where, like, a third of the country, like, had no idea that they had really... It was very, very strange timing. I, it was like, why are they doing it? Are they hiding something? Are they embarrassed by this? What's <laughs> the secret? I think it was just bad timing. I mean, it's George Lucas. He can't do anything right. But I thought that was really strange. Um, but, you know... I. In the limited, uh, I had no power, so I was using my my um, smartphone a little bit. So I saw these these news reports, and I'm initially I'm like, this has got to be a joke. This is somebody came up with this hoax, uh, or this this can't be real. You know, because I, I, here's the thing, I understood that he he kind of is retired now from film, major filmmaking, so I understood that part of it. I was really surprised that he sold them. He sold Lucas Arts, Lucas Films, I should say, that he would sell it. That's what surprised me because he had hired Kathleen Kennedy, who has worked as a producer for all of his like Indiana Jones and a lot of Steven Spielberg stuff. He hired her as the CEO there. Yeah. So I just figured, why would you sell it? I mean, they're not making anything new. But I guess this is why. I I, I guess. I think part of the issue that he would have had was he would have had to go... He has to go to a movie studio anyway to get the distribution. He can't just distribute the film on his own. Um, although he did. Distribute? The, yes, sorry. Distribute. <laughs> he can't distribute the movie on his own. Although, he, actually, I think he did with the newer Star Wars. I think he did do those on his own. I don't think he went through Fox. Or maybe he did. I don't remember. Um, so that was kind of strange. But yeah, I was initially kind of stunned by it. And for four billion, Julius! Four billion dollars! Four billion? Billion! Not even million! Billion! <laughs> Which he says he's going to donate it to, like, educational charities. Because yeah, he doesn't need the money. I mean, <clears throat> look, the guy was... was trying to get this live-action Star Wars TV show off the ground. It never happens. No. He keeps talking about an Indiana Jones 5. That's no. never going to happen. So it's like, I mean, really, what does he do? He might as well just officially retire because he's been unofficially retired for almost 10 years. Well, he did say he was retired. He's retiring from big-budget movies. Now he's just going to make, like, art house stuff. But that's what I mean. He he might as well, you know, it's good that he's making it official because he hasn't done anything in, in <laughs> almost a decade. So, you know, whatever. So so now Disney owns Star Wars. We'll see what happens. Supposedly, supposedly they're coming out with a part seven in a couple of years. Yeah, well, Disney also owns Marvel and the Muppets. So you know what that means. I don't know. We're going to get a Stan Lee... Muppets Star Wars crossover nah. movie. I hope not. With Stan Lee as Luke Skywalker. <laughs> it's like me, Obi-Wan. Darth Vader. I'll I'll vanquish you. You're an evil doer. I'll use the fo- I'm Force Man. I'll force you to stop being an evil doer. Waka waka waka. <laughs> uh, that would be great. No one. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, as I said, initially I was kind of, um, stunned, and, you know, look, I don't really care either way, um, but I think it is positive in the sense that he's turned it over to future generations, which is what he's always said that he wanted to do anyway, you know, he's said for many years, Oh, you know, eventually uh, I won't be able to do the movies, and I want other people to do Star Wars and whatever. Um, you know, it's interesting. Esteban brought up a good point. I was just about to say that he said that this otaku guy, or whatever we talked about the animation, that anime anime short that they did. Well, it's it's the the YouTube user Otaking seven seven o seven seven. Yeah. But anyway, so he was Esteban uh, was uh, 
thinking that maybe that was some kind of um like a, a like almost like a trailer like mock-up for a Star Wars series that they're actually going to do. That would be cartoon. great. I think it looked great. Um I was I mean, look, I was hoping that they did the live action show. It's just the only thing I didn't like about the the concept of it was that it sounded like it was going to be like a Star Wars version of The Godfather. <laughs> you know, it was like all about this underworld <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'm going to make you a... Uh, uh, uh. I'm going to make you a Wookiee you can't refuse. My son, look what they did to my son. To my son, they cut off his hand. The, 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 the Darth Vader. I'm Darth Vader. The Luke... Uh, I am your father, uh, my son. <laughs> that would be great. Um, but you have Marlon Brando, Stan Lee. Well, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, but you do like an animation of him. Computer animation. All right, anyway, so, so Esteban had a theory that, yeah. that Otaking77077 on YouTube is actually like a secret employee at disney kind of like testing out the waters of a star wars animated series like you know 2d animated series not 3d cgi well because that the video actually hope it is because the video came down oh it did the link that i showed you is not that guy's video that was people propagated it but he took the video down why uh, maybe they didn't. They only wanted people to see it for a second. I don't know. Maybe uh, they. I, I, I mean, it's not illegal. There's something fishy going on. Definitely something fishy. So anyway, so episode seven. Then, I mean, I've heard all kinds of things in terms of who's going to be involved and you know what it what it might do. Whether it, it will be like a continuation after Return of the Jedi. Would it be? Um, you know, all new characters, would they bring some people back? Would it be a reboot? I don't know. I mean, 2015 is a long way off, so. Well, it, there's many possibilities. Um, I did read an article that said that, believe it or not, supposedly Harrison Ford is open to the idea of starring in a new Star Wars movie, as are Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Well, I mean, they're those two are doing nothing. <laughs> well, Although, as I was saying to somebody, Mark Hamill looks terrible. Well, they all do. Well, yeah. No, Harrison Ford said he he looks fit. Yeah. Well, yeah, he looks. He's fit. old. <laughs> but come on, all right. So you get Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, Stan Lee, Billy com- D. Williams, Billy D. Williams, a computer animated Marlon Brando. This will be awesome. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Again, we'll see. Frank Oz. <laughs> right? Sure, you're the the guy, the guy who did C-3PO. Yes. No, he's, he's always there. You get... Um, Human cyborg relations. You get... All right. Here, here, here's here's the, the perfect Star Wars Part 7 opening scene, right? You have the scroll with the, the text... Then, you know, it, it, the camera pans across, it's the star field, it shows the, you know, planet Earth or whatever they are, Tatooine, whatever, wherever they are. And, uh, you know, then, then you get the wipe across the screen, you know, that, that classic Lucas wipe transition. And then it shows Hayden Christensen walking, Ah! you know, walking like through town or whatever. And people are, are, are already annoyed right off the bat. except you get you know like about five seconds of him walking out of nowhere like a hundred villagers just come and just beat him to death (laughs) and then you get like you get mark hamill flying in the millennium falcon and and then it really begins so you start off with a bang (laughs) well it's not a comedy (laughs) no but to to show the fans like this it like star wars is back no more Hayden Christensen crying nonsense. <laughs> well, Hayden Christensen wouldn't be in it anyway. <laughs> I know, but just as as a as a symbol to the fans. Well, 
<laughs> no, better yet, it'd be Jar Jar Binks getting like run over or something. <laughs> Somebody chops his head off with a lightsaber. <laughs> um, well, hey, well, what? Listen, they're looking for directors, so I say <laughs> you and I throw our hat into the ring. Um, you know, it's interesting. Really, the only point of reference I have in terms of the continuation of Star Wars is. Um, I think it, back in the 90s, uh, there was a guy who did these this Dark Empire series. Um, of what? Well, it was like a series of novels, and then hit comics, and I think some video games. I think Shadows of had, the Empire? No, not, not Shadows. Oh. Uh, Shadows of the Empire took place between uh, two of the original movies. Um, you know, so it was something like that. Where basically, like, the Emperor has all these clones of himself. And so then he comes back and he tries to kill everybody again. And then Luke is, has to kill... But it, the problem is it was... It's undoable now because the, the actors are so old. Yeah. You know, if they had done it... Well, they could do, like, a, you know, like a, Tron, a Tron 2 Jeff Bridges kind of uh, thing. I don't know. I... I'm not. I don't know. I'm personally I'm not really a fan of that. I I think that looks terrible. But right. I think it, I, I my fear would be that Luke would they, he wind up looking like that Masters of Terras Kasi PlayStation <laughs> fighting game or something. <laughs> look terrible. Um, I don't think that they would do that. Uh, but anyway, part of that like some of that expanded universe continuation was that Luke. Uh, married this uh, this uh, woman named Mara Jade, and then Lou, Leia and Han were married, and they had like two or three kids, and they all had some like force powers, and it was something like that. So I don't know, maybe they'll go in that direction and have them, you know, have some of them as like old timers. Um, I don't know. I, I just hey, who who did you say Luke married? Mara Jade. Luke married Mary Jane. It is your Marvel crossover. Oh. <laughs> um, it's me. Anyway, so I mean, they could do that. They could go in that direction. But it's sort of like with the Star Trek reboot. They had Leonard Nimoy in it, but then they didn't have Shatner, so a lot of people were annoyed that Shatner wasn't in it. But it's like, you know, at some point, how can you wedge all these people in there? I don't know, but I think that they should. No pun intended. Yes. Wedge and Tillies. Um, I think that they should. I, I mean, this is a golden opportunity. You know, again, I understand that they're all old. That <laughs> it goes without saying that they're old, but. <laughs> right. You know, I, I think that they should be in it in, in some way. I mean, you know, I, I think you have to do it. This is what, this is what fans have been, been, have been waiting for. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Next. Eh. Star Wars. Um, Nothing but Star Wars. Yes. So, um, seventh anniversary. And um, it's going to go through uh, maybe a, a couple of tidbits here. You know the Thundercats cartoon that they come back with uh, last year? That new cartoon? that was We were talking with Esteban about it. Yeah. I think it got canceled. Ah. <laughs> this was a great show, and it, like it never came back. And and I think it's what the hell's wrong with Cartoon Network? Seriously, I'm Lino, and my show Stupid. got canceled. Idiots. Snarf. Snarf. All right, so Thunder. It's all because they didn't make Snarf talk. Uh, I'm sure. Um. I have one celebrity death. Okay. He died the other day. Um, there was this former Major League Baseball pitcher. He was terrible. Um, Pasquale Perez. <laughs> he was on the Yankees, right? Yeah, he was famous because about, in like in 1989, he signed this like $1 million contract with the Yankees, which is a huge amount of money. And he immediately, he pitched for like a month for them and then immediately got busted for cocaine. Oh. And got suspended for a year. Didn't he have a jerry curl? Oh, yeah, he looked terrible. Uh, he, but he, so he got thrown out. His brother's a pitcher too. But apparently the other day in the Dominican Republic, they went to rob him and they stabbed him to death. 
Wait, what? Yeah, stabbed him to death. What? Wait, why the was he there? I... Huh? Why was he there? That's where he's from. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, why wasn't he pitching? The guy's like 50 years old. <laughs> so And so was Nolan Ryan. He's not pitching. No, he was. <laughs> 20 years ago. When he was 50. No, he was not 50. <laughs> All right, so Pasquale Perez anyway, is the dead. Reason, yeah, the reason I mentioned him was um, when we were kids, Donruss, which was one of the trading card companies, put out trading card, baseball cards. One of the things they did was Donruss would put the players first, middle, and last names on the back of the cards. Okay. And like me, so me and my friends, we would always be like, hey, I didn't know that guy's middle name. Amazing. This guy's middle name, I'm not kidding. We thought this was an error or something for years. His name, full name is, was Pasquale Gross Perez. <laughs> Gross. Gross. G-R-O-S-S. Gross. <laughs> and we're like, wait a minute, this guy is Spanish. Uh, why would he, why would his middle name be Gross but it was his name. The middle name was Gross Pasquale Gross Perez, and he looked gross. <laughs> well, see, he lived up to his name. Now he's dead. So, how old was he? I don't know. I'll tell you, or maybe I won't tell you. No, because I couldn't find it on Wikipedia. What? It's on Wikipedia. You think so? Yeah. Oh, there! I spelled it incorrectly. He is—he was fifty-five years old. Uh. Oh well. Hmm. Um, gross. Yes, gross. So, the last thing tidbit I was going to mention was. Um, oh wait a minute! He was. This says he was found dead in his bedroom in the Dominican Republic on November 1st, 2012, after being hit in the head repeatedly with a hammer. Oh! <laughs> Jeez. Ouch. Uh, Man. Uh, Alright, so next. Yes. I don't know if you've seen this, since this is kind of your line of work. I saw something on Yahoo a while ago, and it's this thing where... You know, people, like, colorize these, like, old portraits. You know, like of Abraham Lincoln, you know, back when they, they didn't have color photography. They were black and white. Yeah, right. And so they colorize it. And, uh, I mean, some of them look okay. It's it's interesting how they can do this. How difficult is this? Um, to do it well, you have to know what you're doing, and it takes time... You know, a lot of people don't know what they're doing, and they just color it in in Photoshop it and like, hey, look, I colored in a black and white photo. And it's like, no, it looks terrible. You don't know what you're doing. Stop. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, they're able to get, you know, like, all the different... In fact, there's one picture here where two two different people colorized it, and it's the same exact portrait, and... They wound up giving him different color clothes. Well, who knows what... They, they just right, have to uh, make yeah. it up. They just have to guess. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It, and somehow when they color this, they can like get all the shadowing right. It's amazing. Yeah, there's a way to do that. No. It's not that hard. Well, just saying. <laughs> Colorizing of the pictures... I mean, it still kind of looks a little like Wizard of Oz, but... Speaking of Abraham Lincoln, there's a new Steven Spielberg Abraham Ugh. Lincoln movie. Yeah, with Daniel Day-Lewis. Where he's killing vampires or no, something? No, no, it's not that one. <laughs> um, not right, that Abraham one. Lincoln, what else? What else? What else? Um, I was going to say... Oh, this whole uh, uh, Lance Armstrong nonsense. Ah, moron. What a cheating idiot. <laughs> I mean, it was obvious. Come on. Cheater. But the thing is, wait, everybody hold on, hold cheated, on, hold on. though. What kind of guy 
cheats at all these competitions and not only him he, he convinces other people to cheat with him and he pays other teams to lose on purpose and he's doing drugs and, and it's like all right you're gonna be a really scummy shady guy and cheat and 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 be involved in all this stuff fine that's that's bad enough but then you're gonna turn around and start a charity and pretend like you you, you know you're you're this mr perfect kind of guy hmm Come on. Well, I mean... Idiot. You know, the, the whole thing is... Uh, like I said, everybody cheated in that cycling. Everyone was cheating. I mean, it's not even... It's ridiculous. You know, it, you know, they singled him out because he won, but... Yeah, it's... it's but again, the thing is, it's like... People are like, oh, now the sport is clean. Who cares? Nah. No. Nobody cares. They have one race that that people even vaguely tune into. Well, suppose, and otherwise, no one could care. Supposedly, Lance Armstrong was uh, uh, he was like the the mastermind behind the largest uh, drug ring and cycling in the history of cycling. <laughs> yeah, but who cares? Loser. Well. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, do you have your web browser open? Yes. I I discovered something. And later on, I, I, I did a Google search and I found out that, th that there's some websites that list these things. But honestly, I discovered this totally on my own, just by coincidence. I was just fiddling around. If you go to translate google.com <clears throat> and you go where it says translate from put Latin <laughs> Latin Latin yeah yeah and translate to English and then type in Optimus Prime uh oh and the reason I did this I was just fooling around one day and you know we interviewed it comes with trans up Transformers the game right so the reason I was thinking of this was because we had recently interviewed Bob Budiansky. Yes. What was that? Episode 203, I think. Correct. 201 or something. Three. Hold on. Now I have to... Three. Find... 203. Two okay, yes. Episode 203, We're talking about Transformers, and I don't know, just somehow I ended up doing that, and I, I found the Easter egg. What do you mean Easter egg? It's an Easter egg that Google programmed into the translation software. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I guess. <laughs> no, it is. I looked it up, and it is. Oh, because I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, is this? And and I. So what? What do you get by 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 discovering this? Nothing. I just thought it was funny. Oh, it's just a funny little thing. I see. Right, What's Rodimus Prime do? I, I don't know. It's his Probably. first bites. <laughs> what? It translates to first bites. <laughs> I guess Rodimus means to bite or to gnaw. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Alright, anyway. Interesting, whatever. Um. By the way, in episode 204, I, I'd have a little update or correction in episode 204 I said remember we were talking about my bars of silver <laughs> yeah and I said that my grandparents would buy my sister and I bars of silver every Easter yes well I meant to say my grandparents would buy my sister and me Ugh. bars of silver not my sister and me? I come on grammatically correct stop it uh, all right, so what else? Seven-year anniversary. All right, so for the seventh anniversary, we figured since we've we, – we somehow this was like – there's like this paunch celebrity um, machine was in overdrive over the last few weeks. <laughs> and we have met – I can't even count how many celebrities. It is ridiculous. Uh... 
Yeah. Yes. Including some big ones. Sorry, I'll edit that out. What? My, my delayed reaction. Oh, I, I thought like you dropped off or something. I'm like, what? Where is he? No, I was just thinking of something funny to say, but... <laughs> yes, we, we, we have been meeting... How many, like, j- just celebrity after celebrity. And finally, I got you to go on to some of these things. So we could double team these people. So I think we should go in, like, chronological order here. All right, all right, all right. I'll try and get through these very quickly. Um, so, uh, let's see here. Who did I meet? Who did I meet? Who didn't I meet? Um... First of all, I got to meet, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I got to meet Peter Townsend from The Who. Wow. So what was he like? Uh, well, it was at that bookends bookstore in uh, bookends in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Um, That's where you met Regis. Yes, and that place is a bit of a conveyor belt. Yeah, type of thing where they're just marshalling you through. There was a ton of people there um, for the Pete Townsend. Ton of them. And to wait outside, and so I think I went through it in about an hour and a half. So I guess it wasn't that bad. Um, By so the he, way, you know, he's, what? Sorry, uh, Barack Obama is the new American president. Well, he already was the president. I know, but again, still is the president. He won the election. Yes. Even though, uh, despite Frank Nora of the Overnightscape voting for Roseanne Barr. Who'd you vote for, Roseanne Barr? Uh, no, I didn't fill out the paperwork in time. What? I didn't vote. Why? I didn't fill out the paperwork in time. What paperwork? <laughs> I was supposed to renew my license and fill out paperwork, and I just... Eh, you don't have to, we don't need a license to vote. <laughs> just forget it. It doesn't matter anyway. New Jersey's a blue state. Ugh. Anyway, um, since only one of us here is a true American. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now there is a traitor who real... won't vote. G.I. Joe is a real American. <laughs> real American Member hero. of Cobra. Jesse Ventura. Huh? Real American hero. Anyway. So, yeah, so uh, Pete Townsend was there. Um... Hulk Hogan. No. Real American. Yes, he is a real American. Yes. He is he is a real American. Yes, I know. According to his theme song. Um, yeah. So um, I met Pete. You know, again, it's one of these conveyor belt type things. You can't get a picture with this guy. Can't do this. Can't do that. I got his book. I, I don't even know. I'm gonna read it. The book's like five hundred something pages. I mean, about what? Jeez, I don't know. How he was molested and this and that. <laughs> I guess by who? when he was in the who and... Roger Daltrey? No, not by Roger Daltrey. Um so that was kind of annoying. But you know, I did I walked up there, I said, Hey, hello, Peter, you know, and then I thanked him for his music and he's like, Oh, thank you, thank you. It was very quiet. <laughs> very quiet. Hmm. So um I was in this uh, music this um, store over in Elmwood Park. I forget what he was. I forget what it was called. I had to get this a vinyl album, and I'll say later on why I had to get it. And so this guy walks in while I'm in there, and he's talking to the owner about something. And I'm like, "Oh wait, that was the Pete Townsend signing. I was there too." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I want to kill him." What? I'm like, why? So apparently, this guy had a, a, a I think an eight by ten or something like that. Of the Who. And at some point he had gotten it signed at like charity events or something by Roger Daltrey 
and John Entwistle, who was the bassist who died about 10 years ago or something like that. Um, And he wanted to get it signed by Pete Townsend. So he went to this thing. Now, they had said, they told everybody, he's not signing anything except the book. (laughs) Okay. So this guy, like, put it there, and he's like, he's like, oh, can you sign this? I've already got these other signatures, and he just refused. Why? So this guy was furious. How long does it... In, in the time it took him to refuse and, and, and argue with the guy, he could have just signed it and the guy would have been on his way. Uh, I know, but I guess they figured, you know, if he, did, if he did one guy, then he's got to do all the people. Because there were people that showed up with albums and and gigantic posters and guitars and all this memorabilia thinking that he was going to sign it. Yes, but... And he signed nothing. But their memorabilia was not also signed by the other... Maybe it was. Well... The other thing is, his signature, he had the worst signature I've ever seen. It's basically like two squiggly lines. (laughs) I could have done it myself. Get rich quick. Pete Townsend fake signatures. And then apparently this bookends place, when they showed up the next day, uh, they had gotten him to sign like 60 or 70 books that they were going to resell. Oh, yeah. And so when they showed up the next day, they they found out that someone had stolen them all. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's that's very heavy. Uh, maybe it, was, it must have been an inside job, but... Wow. Yeah, they were gone. Anyway, so, yeah, it was cool to... You know, it was nice to meet him. You know. Did you get to touch him? I, yeah, I shook, I shook his hand. Good. Did you get a picture? I have pictures of him from like 20 feet away, oh, but not with him. Come on. I had no one. Who was I going to? had no one with me. And you couldn't pose for pictures. I don't go to the places that I can't get a picture. I know. Normally I don't either. Um, but, you know, that's that's part of the problem. But, you know, the, the issue, you know, again... There were people taking pictures because I took pictures of other people getting, you know, with him because they were farther ahead of me in line. And this is the thing again. It's like, where are these pictures that people are taking of me? They're out there somewhere. They exist. I guess the people taking these, I guess the people going to these signings, taking the pictures just aren't aren't uh internet worthy or something yeah they're not internet savvy or social media savvy or sharing savvy well you know the problem is a lot of these people take the picture and then they put it on facebook which you can't get into or twitter or 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 info with that what's the other one instagram or whatever but then i can't see it I know they it's have. Like, what the hell's the use of this social network if you can't see anything? They have to either blog it or put it on a site like Flickr, where Nobody I can. Nobody uses Flickr, huh? Nobody puts anything on Flickr anymore. Why not? A lot of people use know. Flickr. Not really. When I look for these like these events, like nobody puts their stuff on there. I know because they're stupid. Because it charges you after a certain amount. Two dollars. It's not two dollars. It's too much. It is free. Why isn't it free? I don't care. Any look. My my point is these people are yes. They're posting their photos to their Facebook profile. Yeah. The problem is, if I'm you and I go onto Google and I want to search, you know, Pete Townsend, this particular date, bookends in New Jersey, it's not going to come up. No. Because it's private. These people have to post their photos on a public site that shows up in Google. I know. It's annoying. So there there were actually, you know, there were some people who posted their short, like, videos, like mostly cell phone videos on YouTube, but I wasn't in any of them. Wow. I think the only time I actually got caught in one of those was when I met Olivia Munn. Oh yeah, I remember that. In New York. Yeah, yeah. Um I was briefly in one of them. It was like very, very brief. Alright, so John I mean not John Atlas, so uh <laughs> Pete Townsend. Townsend. Who else? So I met him 
And um, then I think the next day I went to the New York Comic Con again. <laughs> what a mess. Oh, boy. Um, I stayed home. Yeah. Well, we were going to go. You couldn't go on the Friday, which is when I went. Uh, you you could only go on the Sunday. And I we checked, and they had sold them all out. Yeah. But the problem was I didn't want to go on Sunday because Christopher Lloyd was there. Christopher Lloyd was there. <laughs> money! 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 Um, and he was not going to be there on a Sunday. So, uh, but I, if worst came to worst, I would have just went both days. I didn't really care. Yeah. So I had to take off work and go on the freaking Friday. So. How was it? All right. So I'm going to get on the ferry over in Weehawken. And as I'm getting on, there is this guy who shows up at the Navas there. Which guy? He, they call him... I didn't even know this. I found out from somebody uh, um, the other day at the Nava, at the digital press store. I'm like, I was telling them the story and they're like, oh, I know who that is. They call him Anime Nathan or something like that. I don't know that. I, He's like I've never really heard into anime... Never heard of him. Um, I'm gonna show you. He's on YouTube, so I'm gonna I'm gonna show you who he is here. I'm. All right, let's see. You know who this guy is. I. I know. Oh, this guy. <laughs> All right, I turned it off. Huh? I, t- I turned it off. All right, but you know who I'm talking. Yes, about. yes. This this guy. We. I don't know if there's something wrong with him. Of course there is. He's written. No, I mean, like if he's like some kind of like, you know mental issue or something but this guy is really obnoxious he like screams and he he butts into people's conversations and he's just really really obnoxious yeah so he was getting on the ferry and i mean he probably doesn't know who i am but i i purpose i wound he i wound up having to sit on the on the second floor of the ferry in the in the open air freezing so i didn't have to hear him below (laughs) ridiculous all right, so you get then on the ferry. Then you, I get to this damn you thing. You run into this mental patient. So then I got to get in the line there. And I see, I had bought it, but I only had the printout. I didn't have the badge. So I had to wait in line to get the badge. The line started outside. It moved pretty quick. I got through in about 20 minutes. However, if you already had a badge, the line to get in was like six times longer than if you didn't have the badge. <laughs> That's stupid. Uh, it was really stupid. So I get in there, and uh, the, the schedule, their their app was terrible. It kept crashing on my phone. You know, there's 9 million people everywhere. They're, they're, the, the stuff was all over the place on three different floors. It was just ridiculously difficult to navigate around. Sounds fun. It was a mess. <laughs> so first, I'm looking for Stanley. Ah, yes, it's me! Brigadier! Because I had bought this Stan Lee meets, uh, you know, the his character's book that they did like five or six years ago. Yeah, a comic book. It's like, yeah, it's a comic book. It's like, well, it's a hardcover book with Stan Lee, you know, he does some of the stories, whatever, where he's like in the stories. So he was signing like three different times. So it was very confusing. So they put the booth number. I couldn't find this freaking booth. I'm walking around for 25 minutes, going up the steps, down. I mean, it, it, I'm going berserk because I can't find where the hell this damn thing is. I'm invisible, man. So finally, I figure out which booth it is, and there's another line. So I'm waiting in that line, and luckily, some guy walks up and he goes, "Look, I just bought this." Because you had to buy a ticket from this like comic book seller or something to get the autograph. Yeah. I just bought this for my friend. He doesn't want it now. And now I'm stuck with it. So I just bought it off of that guy so I didn't have to wait in the line. Good. But then Stan Lee's late. Oh, come on. So I'm waiting there for like an hour. Finally, Stan Lee shows up and the line gets to the point where I can now get in line to go and meet him. And... You know, I, I did I send you the audio from that? 
I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, I don't even know where the heck I put it. But basically, I mean, there wasn't much to it. Was it, it was, conveyor belt? Um, yeah, but it was just a mess because it wasn't like in its own area. It was in the 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 vendors, you know, the sell the dealers' areas. So there was just this mass of people like squashed in there because they should have never had it there. It was a the freaking disaster. So I walk up, you know, I hand it to him, and he was kind of like, you know, Stanley's a little frail. He had that pacemaker put in. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Stan, how's it going? I really wanted this. I, I screwed up. I wanted to say, hey, Webschlinger, how's it going? But I didn't. I, like, clammed up, kind of like what I did with William Shatner. Meh. Nah. And I was like, hey, Stan, how's it going? And then he was like, oh, yeah, it's going good. <laughs> hey, Stan, how you doing? Good, thank you. There you go. And I thought he was going to, like, put, like, Excelsior. All he did was sign it Stan Lee. Very uncreative. Yeah, so I have, like, pictures of, you know, holding the camera up in the air, taking a picture of me with Stan Lee sitting there behind me. You know, there's nothing else I could do because I didn't have anybody else with me. Yeah, well, you could give it to the person behind you. No, nah, that wouldn't help because that that was where the line was. So it would have been like them taking a picture. I, yeah, I guess I could. It was a disaster. It was just a disaster. Um, so so was was he like, hey, come step right up, bitch, meet meet he, me, nah, he the was, man. No, nah, he was nah, he was like Shatner. He was very quiet. Oh come on, just signing. But you know, then I saw him later on. He was walking by, going to another booth, and he was like, hey, waving to people. And I saw him give an interview with some website that was on YouTube from that day, and he seemed lively in the interview. Hmm. So he's a fake. He just turns it on, sort of like Shatner. He, he's like, there's like this switch. Phony. Turns it on. I don't know if he's a phony, the but... Faker. The real. We have revealed the real Stan Lee. So I'll play whatever I can from the audio. There's not much there. Um, so I did that. And then I think I wanted to get something to eat. And then I went onto the line. And so it was like, okay, what celebrities do I want to meet? Well, they had Adam West and Burt Ward there. They were charging a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> Burt Ward. So I'm like, forget about that. Carrie Fisher was there. She was charging a lot of money, but it, I, I don't know. I didn't feel like getting a picture with her and the whole nonsense. So... Sean asked, what is it? how do you say it? Aston? Austin? I don't even, I think. <laughs> not Steve Austin? No, not Steve Austin. Uh, Sean Aston from The Goonies and from Lord of the Rings and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So he was there. Yeah. So, um, the you fat know, I, guy, I went. Right? Huh? The fat guy? Fat guy. Isn't he fat or no? He's a little chubby now. Oh, all right. And Rudy, he was in Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, so I um, not that Rudy. So I I waited in the line. The line went fast. I was in the line for like twenty minutes. So I get up there. I've got my recorder ready. I put it in my coat pocket, and I'm like, "Hey, how's it going?" And then we're like goofing back and forth. And I said, "Hey, I gotta tell you, you were in three of my favorite all-time movies. None of them were Lord of the Rings." He's like, "Oh yeah, which ones?" And I'm like, well, the Goonies, uh, Rudy, and Memphis Bell, which is this uh, from like 1990. It's this like World War II movie. Yeah. With uh, Matthew Modine and John Lithgow and a bunch of other people. Um, so he's like, oh, wow. You know, he goes, that's surprising. Uh, that means you're uh, you're old at heart or something like that. And I was like, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> And he's like that, you know. You that means you were uh, you were old at heart, you know. You were uh, 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 older uh, uh, than your years or whatever. Wise beyond your years. Yeah, he was saying something like that. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Then he was like high fiving everybody. So you got a compliment from Sean Aston? Yeah, Rick, but I didn't get it on the recording. Rick Astley? No, I didn't get it on the recording. But some because somehow while the thing was in my pocket. I must have hit the button and it stopped it. <laughs> the punchline. So lock. all I have is me online with this like retarded guy 
behind me who wouldn't shut up and kept pestering me. <laughs> and so all you hear is like him on there like, because <laughs> he was laughing like that the whole time. <laughs> the paunch luck. Paunch luck. So then, so I got him to sign this um, 8x10 of Rudy. Um, so then I, I go to the Christopher Lloyd line. Well, I had to wait for him to come back because he was doing like a, something. He was doing some Q&A. So he finally comes back. I go in the line. Line moves pretty quick. I get up there. Now, I've got this 8x10 uh, that's kind of from like a Back to the Future 2 poster of him and Michael J. Fox, you know, standing next to the car. Yeah. Um, it's the Drew Struzan uh, artwork. Right. So I give him that, and he's signing it. I'm like, hey, how's it going? He's like, hey. Now, this guy was like, I mean, he was really quiet. And so I ask him, I'm like, hey, can you put uh, to Greg? You know, that's my name. And he's looking. He's like, you know, I really can't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. What? <laughs> I don't. Why not? I don't even want to personalize it. So. Uh, you know, so I'm like, hey, you know, thanks. You know, I, had, you know, I love your movies. And we shook hands. He's like, thank you. And then that was it. Ah. And on for, and I did get audio of that. It was like useless. How old is he now? I don't know. Probably in his 60s. So that's another guy who like turns it on. This guy's like catatonic. <laughs> so then I went He's, to do the stupid. He is 74 years old. Wow. So then I went to do the stupid picture with him, like I did with Eliza Dishku. You know, yeah. it looks like the Sears portrait. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, the line to buy the picture was, like, out the door. It made no sense. I wow. waited in that line for about an hour. Wow. Finally, I paid. I get in the line, and, the, and then he comes up to do the picture, and that moves fast. I get the picture, then I have to wait for another hour... For them to develop the picture so I can take it. So, in the meantime, I don't remember what I did. I think I just, I was walking around a little bit here and there. And as I'm walking around, I spot this guy standing there talking to somebody. And I'm like, wow, that looks that looks like Bob Budiansky. Oh, yeah. Who we interviewed. So, I'm like, this is incredible. Of all, because I was walking past this hallway. Of all the, you know, the, uh, the 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 chances of me walking down this hallway on this day at this moment, and there he is. That was so, cool. So I waited for him to stop talking to the guy, and I'm like, "Hey, Bob, uh, you're Bob Budiansky, right?" He's like, "Yes, I am." And I'm like, "I'm Greg. We you you uh, we interviewed you on our Punch Stevenson show podcast." He's like, "Oh yeah, thanks. You know, it was a great had a great time and." He basically repeated what he told you in the email, you know. It was very interesting. You guys asked a lot of good questions and Yeah, he said he loved the interview. So I was able to get a picture with him. And um uh you know, it was ironic, it was the only person I got a picture with that day. Was you Bob Budiansky. You should have got an interview with him. Other than Christopher Lloyd. Well we already did. No, I know, I'm kidding. So, um yeah, you know, it was it was cool to run into him and um then he's like, he's like, by the way, who's Paunch Stevenson? And then I tried to explain it to him, and he was like, uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. I gotta go. <laughs> I have to go now. <laughs> yeah. This is look. This is what I tell people. Like, oh, who's Paunch Stevenson? I just say, who's Monty Python? Uh, well, yeah, I guess I could. I it's could just a funny that. name. It's nothing. Yeah. Anyway, so um, that was really cool. And so I went, I got my picture, and I think it was around 4 o'clock, and I just went home. I didn't even bother, like, walking around the show floor where they have all the displays and all that. I was like, you know what? My back is killing me from walking and standing here. I'm going home. It, well, wait a minute. You can't even though. have a good time there. But what about the... Well, yeah, you can't. But what about, um... What do you call it? Uh, uh Chris Elliott. Ah! Oh, Yeah. So Chris Elliott was supposed to be there for an hour signing stuff. Or, you know, never shows up. Now, Not only that, I don't think he showed up for the rest of the weekend. Because I searched 
And I, that was on the Friday. I found out that on the Saturday, he was doing some kind of signing at some, I don't know, it was a coffee shop or something in Los Angeles, where I guess he lives. What? The next day. So somehow, for some reason, he told the Comic-Con people he was going to be there. He never intended on being there. Ah, what a jerk. Now, now it's a good thing. thing you didn't go. Yeah, well, Chris Elliott was signing in New York a few yes. days prior to that, on Wednesday. Later. Night. No, no, it was the next week. Oh, it was? Yeah. All right, so then I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> what was the difference? Chris Elliott... Yeah, one of the reasons, well, pretty much the main reason I would have bought a ticket to Comic-Con is to meet Chris Elliott, get a picture with him, and have him sign something. Fortunately, I did not pay for the ticket because I would have been going completely berserk. And, well, you would have met Stan Lee. Uh, yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, but then the the following, you know, a few days later, the following Wednesday, I I didn't go into New York City. Yeah, and... we were supposed to go to this, what I thought was a book signing, but it turned out to be some kind of weird interview that he he this like Q and A that he did at the Barnes and Noble out there in Tribeca, but we didn't go. Nah, whatever. Next time, so, no, no, Chris Elliott. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, what the hell, man? The guy didn't even show up. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, yeah, so, uh... Listen, Get a Life, the complete series, is out on DVD, finally. Yeah. So, I, I can't complain too much. I'm happy. I'm a happy That's a... guy. That's what I wanted. Yes. For years and years and years. Another Paunch Stevenson show miracle came true. <laughs> Or wish, or whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, I want to get a picture with him. It's Chris Elliott. I know, but I'm still I'm still happy.
times I screwed fans over I had them believing that the first three films were really done But Star Wars will be done my way I don't care what they have to say I think that they should let it go And they'll never get a Blu-ray of the Star Wars that you used to know Didn't have to change 